Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, what more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Imagine unlocking a version of yourself that's unstoppable, where mental barriers no longer hold you back. Listen to Mentally Stronger with me, Amy Morin, therapist and international bestselling author, here to guide you on a journey to reaching your greatest potential. Every Monday, I bring you into conversations with some of the most fascinating minds, experts, authors, entrepreneurs, athletes, and musicians. They don't just share stories. They reveal the mental strategies that propelled them to the top. But here's the real magic. At the end of each episode, I break down their wisdom into practical therapist-approved advice. In my solo episodes, I dive deep into the techniques that build mental strength. It's like having your own personal therapy session as you discover how to turn these insights into steps you can take right now. This podcast isn't just for those facing mental health challenges. It's for anyone who wants to push their limits, achieve peak performance, and truly thrive. Are you ready to unlock your full potential? Then it's time to become mentally stronger. Subscribe to Mentally Stronger with therapist Amy Morin, available wherever you love to listen to podcasts. Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. What interferes with your happiness? What are some things standing in the way of being the best version of you? For a lot of people, life, your past, and sometimes your current situation can cause roadblocks in your life. Mental health is incredibly important, and so many, including myself, can benefit from talking to a professional and working to dismantle those roadblocks. That's why I'm excited to talk to you guys about BetterHelp. BetterHelp knows no two people are the same and will help to assess your personal needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. These incredibly convenient appointments are in a safe and completely private online environment, and you can start chatting with your new therapist in under 24 hours. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling. You can message with your counselor at any time and get a timely response, plus schedule weekly video or phone sessions, which means no driving to an office, no waiting rooms, and no awkward small talk. Just meaningful sessions with experts who specialize in things like depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, trauma, family conflict, LGBTQ matters, grief, and so much more. There is truly someone there for everyone. And BetterHelp is committed to finding your perfect match, which means if you and your counselor don't mesh for whatever reason, they make it easy and free to seek someone new if needed. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling, 
And with financial aid available and access worldwide, they truly make it easy for anyone to seek the help they need. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash morning cup. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a... Weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird morning. It is in the nature of some to care for those around them, the down and out, the ones that need a family. On September 20th, 1995, a man went on the run for a crime he committed against a family who took him in and made him feel at home. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Eddie James, born August 4, 1961, in Bristol, Pennsylvania, discovered that the man who had been raising him his whole life, the man he had no reason to believe wasn't his father, had no actual biological ties to him. So, at the age of 11, he went to meet his real father, who, rather than make up for lost time, introduced him to drugs. The man, ironically, was a drug counselor. Eddie eventually came back to live with his mother in Castleberry, Florida, but from the beginning made it clear that he was in a very different place in his life than when he left to meet his father. His new life revolved around his next fix, his next fight, and his next blackout and his mother, completely at a loss, tried to reach out to a health counselor to set her son back on the straight and narrow. They failed, and Eddie continued his downward spiral. After dropping out his junior year of high school, Eddie joined the U.S. Army at the age of 17 and was quickly shipped off and stationed in Germany. This four-way into the straight and narrow didn't seem to last long, and shortly after being shipped off, he was sent back to Castleberry with the Army citing failure to conform as his reason for discharge. Back in Florida, Eddie met a man named Tim Dick, whose extended family welcomed Eddie as one of their own. And in 1993, he began renting from Tim's mother, Betty. That summer seemed perfect, filled with family get-togethers with the Dicks, where Betty, a recent widower, seemed to be at the center, loving and caring for everyone in the family and being surrounded by the children and grandchildren who adored her. And Eddie got to be a part of all of that. Called Uncle Eddie by the family who welcomed him with open arms and the children who he could always make laugh. Uncle Eddie, a petty criminal who had a handful of assault charges and had only recently been in front of a judge for shooting a man. The charges were dropped after the judge determined that it was an act of self-defense. On September 19, 1993, Uncle Eddie attended a party about two blocks away at the home of a man named Todd Van Fossen. There, until about 10.30 p.m., Todd's girlfriend, Tina, would later tell police that when he left their home, Eddie's body seemed heavy with alcohol, so much so that he was offered a place to sleep rather than try and make it back home. He declined. According to the stories, Eddie had just spent the night consuming anywhere between 6 to 24 beers, in addition to shotgunning three more and taking 10 hits of acid. So it was a mild miracle when he made it to Tim Dick's house, right next door to where he lived with Betty, and the pair conversed for a few minutes before finally heading back home. When he walked into the house, he noticed that four of Betty's grandchildren were sleeping in the living room, with her sleeping nearby in her bedroom. 
for whatever reason, Eddie decided to take the opportunity to grab eight-year-old Tony Nooner by the neck and drag her into his bedroom. While choking the life out of her, reportedly hearing the bones pop in her neck, Eddie James raped the young girl and then callously shoved her body into the place between his bed and the wall. He then went into Betty's room and hit her over the head with a candlestick with the intention of raping her as well. But when she woke screaming, he began repeatedly stabbing her with a knife. Her cries for help ended up waking Tony's nine-year-old sister, Wendy, who tried to come to her grandmother's aid. That's when Eddie grabbed the girl, tied her up, and placed her in the bathroom. When he was finished, sure Betty had taken her last breath, Eddie took a shower, grabbed some jewelry, and fled in Betty's car. By the time he sped away from the home, the 19th had shifted into the 20th. When the bodies of both Tony and Betty were recovered, an autopsy showed that Tony was still alive when Eddie, a man she knew and had grown very close to, raped her. Betty died within minutes of her 21 stab wounds, but thankfully, Wendy was alive and well enough to tell police who attacked her family. On September 28, 1993, Eddie's face was broadcast on America's Most Wanted and hundreds of phone calls came in indicating he was traveling west. On October 5, 1993, the details of the case were rebroadcast with updated information and the very next day, a viewer spotted a man she believed to be Eddie James at the California State Unemployment Office in Bakersfield. Police rushed over and Eddie was placed in custody. When approached by the officer, who would later describe Eddie as looking worn out and exhausted, they asked him if he knew why he was being placed under arrest. And all he did was nod. As soon as he was given the opportunity, Eddie sang like a bird. According to his version of the story, which the substances in his body made difficult to fill in all the details, when he walked into the house that night after partying, he saw that the four children sleeping on the floor all belonged to Lisa Nooner, one of Betty's children. Eddie felt like Lisa was taking advantage of her mother's generosity, constantly leaving the kids with her mother so she could go out or travel. And the sight of them sleeping at her house one more time sent him into a furious rage a rage he decided to take out on eight-year-old Tony. After hearing the sound of popping coming from her neck, Eddie thought he killed the young girl then and there and thought he might as well have his way with her. Of course, by then, authorities knew that she didn't die until after the rape. Finished and wanting a, quote, grown woman, Eddie went over to Betty's room to fulfill his needs. He only killed her when she woke up screaming. On April 5th, 1995, Eddie James pled guilty to two counts of first-degree murder. One count of aggravated child abuse, attempted sexual battery, kidnapping, grand theft, and grand theft auto. He pleaded guilty to most of the charges and no contest to the two counts of sexual battery. He was sentenced to death on August 18th, 1995, on top of various other sentences for the other charges. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on September 21st. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.